Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. Let's just praise Him. Lord, we worship you. We praise you. We thank you. Glory to God. We thank you that the eyes of our understanding are going to be opened. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Say this with me out loud. Say it real. Just say it boldly and say it to yourself. You're not saying this for everybody else. You're saying it to yourself. Today, I am endeavoring to understand. I don't want some quick words spoken. I want them to penetrate into my heart. Therefore, I open my heart and I pursue understanding. My life is going to turn from this moment. In the name of Jesus, I clear my mind, I open my heart, ready for the entrance of your word to bring me understanding. I give you my undivided attention. Thank you, Jesus, for what I'm about to receive. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're going to take uh, a moment right now. We're going to dismiss our 180 to go into their small groups. And they're going to be teaching and uh, on the same subject matter. And I, I appreciate our teenagers. And God's going to, is, is doing and going to continue to do a marvelous work with our teenagers. Amen. Glory to God. I, I need to make a couple of uh, announcements to you before I s- get sidetracked. On the 21st, which is on, uh, what, a Wednesday? Okay, Wednesday. We will have our, our uh, Christmas service, and I want to encourage you to come. Now, we won't have service on Christmas Day. We expect you to do that in your home. Wow, that went really good. We expect you to do that in your home. Those that are viewing by live stream, you, you, we expect you to do that in your home. It's about time we start having church at home as well. Because you are the church when you're here in this building, but you're the church now. On Saturday the, 20, uh, Saturday the 31st. Everybody say Saturday the 31st. Saturday. We will have a special New Year's Eve service, okay? And uh, I'll get you out in time so you can see the fireworks. That's all I promise. No. But then we won't have our regular Sunday New Year's Day service. It's going to be New Year's Eve, okay? So you got those marked down? All right, so you know about it. Father, we just thank you. I thank you, Lord, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation that's here. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you give me. Extend your hands this way. Lord, and say this out loud. Lord, Lord, I thank you you for giving Pastor Ronnie Ronnie insight insight and wisdom and and words words to convey understanding understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm having to train you how to pray for me. Some of y'all been praying, dear God, help him to hurry up. (laughs) We are are starting, in fact, Pastor Zona started it off on Thursday, which I want to encourage you to uh, get that. We're going to invest this whole month on uh, the title, I Am, the I Am. 
And it's very important that you understand this. Today, there's a lot of things out in our world. We're bombarded with information. In fact, the Bible says in the last days, knowledge would increase. Some of it is manipulated and false. Some of it's misinformation. Some of it's disinformation. Some of it's just to, to get you in the wrong direction. Fill your thoughts. What you think about the most is what you will begin to, and talk about the most is what you begin to believe, to accept as truth. Okay? And so it's very important. The Lord has been dealing with me about reading my Bible three times a day. And when I found out that less than 10%, it's really actually 9.6% 9, 9 of Christians read their Bible daily. And they want, we want to know why we're goofed up, why our society's messed up. The church is the means by which the pillar and ground of truth is for our society. That's what the Bible says. The church is the pillar and ground of truth. If you subtract or, uh, the church's influence, there is no truth in our society. Truth will be what they want it to be at the moment. Right. Truth to be truth, the very characteristic of truth, is it doesn't change. Truth can't change. Okay? So it's very important that we start having some fundamental understanding. Now, with that thought in mind, I want you to understand this. In the last days, there has been truths that have been withheld to be revealed at this moment. Okay? That, it, that have always been so, but it's been withheld. Now there are revelations of the truth that are coming forth. I'm not just talking about incidents. I'm talking about eternal truths that don't change. I'm not talking about a mistake that somebody made and that's the truth and it's finally coming out. The spirit of truth has been released to combat the lies of the devil. And if you're not careful, you'll be misled if you don't stick with the word of God. Okay? Now, the I am. I want to give you a key that uh, Pastor Zona went over. She talked about the I am, and she's going to emphasize it more as she goes. I am that I am because he is the I am that I am. That's a very important phrase. I didn't realize it years ago when she got that uh, the revelation. The Lord spoke it to her, and she spoke it out, and it offended some people. And it offended them because they never had a thought outside their little box. How many of you know we can get a thought outside of, I mean, in our box? And then if there's a thought that comes outside of the box, it's called a paradigm. And it's a circle of thought. Any thought outside of that circle that we, we disregard as it couldn't be the truth. And she made that statement and, and some older people that were here, it kind of almost offended them. You know, I, I find out that if I follow God and I dig more into the Word of God, God's going to give me revelation knowledge, and that revelation knowledge might buck the status quo of religious paradigms. This was one of them in, in Pastor Zona's case. But as we begin to look into this that we did not get. How far back, do you remember how far back that was? It was been some time ago. It's been well over a decade. Well, maybe two decades ago. Wow, you didn't think that she looked, she, she is mature. I didn't say she was old. Okay. Okay. But anyway, the point is, that was a seed for this moment. Okay? And this, we're going to see this germinate as we proceed. 
the I am. God revealed himself to Abraham as God Almighty or the Almighty, the Almighty One. Okay? We did not realize how far humanity fell in knowing God, understanding God, and so men began to make gods out of stone, out of trees, out of, uh, out of anything other than the Almighty, and begin to worship. And God had to begin to reveal himself. So he comes to Abraham, and he reveals first to Abraham as God Almighty. Now, I don't know how long it is. You could probably, uh, you know, ask Siri, and she could probably give you an estimation from the time that Abraham to the time of Moses. But this was no few months, okay? And God is about to reveal who he is on a different scale. Go with me to the book of Exodus. And in Exodus chapter number 3, and we'll read verses 14 and 15 out of the King James. And I want you to listen to this. Now, Moses is taking care of his father-in-law's sheep on the desert. I'm just kind of giving you a preference here. Uh, and he sees a bush burning, but the bush is not consumed. And he goes over there to investigate it. And when he goes over there to investigate it, all of a sudden now, a voice speaks out of this burning bush and says to Moses, take your shoes off, you're on holy ground. And he begins to communicate with Moses and tell Moses what he wants him to do what he's called to do, his purpose, and so on and so forth. And he says, now when you go to sit and talk to Pharaoh and the people of Israel, Moses asking, says, who am I, who am I going to say sent me? Who's going to, how, how, what am I going to say? And in verse 14, and God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shall you say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. And God said moreover unto Moses, Thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to how many generations? All generations. So that would include you and me, would it not? Okay. So I am. Now notice something here. Let's take this. If you, did you know that yesterday, when yesterday was here, it was now? And do you realize that when tomorrow gets here, it'll be now? How many of you ever heard this saying, tomorrow never comes? Tomorrow's always out there. Yesterday ain't coming back. And so now, everybody say now. Now, now why is this important? This is important because I'm going to be teaching mainly. I mean, it's going to be hard not to preach when you, when you, as we unfold this, but I'm going to be teaching to get a foundation. This is very foundational right now. You got to get this concept. In the book of Revelation, Jesus is referred to as the one that was, is, and is to come. Past, present, and future. Okay? Every moment Time is involved. Every moment. In the moment is now. 
Now, I want to say that one more time to you, so I want you to get this. As every moment comes, when that moment arrives, it's always now. You live in the moment. Now, that ought to be good news to you. Many people are trying to go back to pull up what is not God's history. Did you hear what I said? And trying to make it their present moment. That's exactly what the devil wants you to do. Because if that's the case, and you're going back trying to pick up history that's not true, did you hear what I just said now? And you make it your now moment, then it's going to affect your future. That's why Paul says, forgetting the things that are behind. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to forget the behind. Guess what you do with your behind? You sit on it. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to sit on your behind. Okay? Now, I know I'm, I'm, I'm making a few little things here that may sound a little funny, but, but I want you to get that. And he doesn't want you to look so far out into the future and daydream and let your flesh alter your future. Now listen carefully what, I, what I'm saying. How many of you ever had daydreams that wasn't God inspired and you just had a bunch of, how many of you had random dreams that just went, one thought led to another thought that led to another thought whereby you even feared the future. Okay? That's what the devil is wanting to do now is make you and I fear the future. Because of the turmoil that we face now. Are you following? God is always revealed in the now sense. Faith is now. Faith is not future. Future has to relate to hope. But hope is the target of the now. If there's no hope for the future, faith can't work. Now, I want you to grab that. If your present circumstances look hopeless, your faith cannot work. Are you getting that? The I am is very, very important. And God says, I am going to reveal myself to you and to the children of Israel that I am. Okay? And to how many generations is he wanting to reveal the I am? All, All generations. So that includes this one. Yes. Right? Now, we're gonna, it's going to unfold. Now, listen carefully because I want you to get the key to understanding this. This is what this came to me while Pastor Zona is speaking Thursday. And I want to encourage you. I know that maybe you can't be here, but listen, I'm telling you, go back and listen to this stuff. You need to get this message in you, and you need to get it out to others. The key to understanding the revelation of who God is, present tense, is the word identification. I'm going to give you two different definitions here in just a minute for two different words. Is identification. Everybody say identification. identification. Jesus came. I read a book a number of years ago. I still have the book. I've read it more than one time by a man named E.W. Kenyon. And he wrote a book called Identification. That book showed through the scriptures that Jesus came to identify with our present. 
identified. It's identification. Now, why did he do that? So that we could identify with him. This has been God's goal all along. This is the way it was before Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden. When they fell in the Garden of Eden, they lost consciousness of their identification. We spend all of our time trying to figure out who we are, where we come from. Listen carefully. You can go back to your ancestry all you want. But your ancestry through whatever they call it, Ancestry.com, does not take you back to God. It takes you back to some uh, 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 physical sense and maybe even emotional or culture. But there was a God culture with Adam and Eve before they sinned. I don't want to identify with all the renegades in my life. My identity is in Christ Jesus. So the key word to understanding this, see, we've got so many people that are trying to identify with past failures and mistakes. And Jesus wants you to, he came so you can identify with his resurrection power in order to get the identification with his victorious lifestyle. The key word is identification. Now, I'm going to give you two definitions. Number one is identity. Identity. The word identity means the fact, watch this, of being who or what a person or thing is. The fact of being. Everybody say being. Do you know being is always present tense? What you are is always present tense. We're specifically talking about God. So now when we talk about identity, the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. Here's another definition that with that same word. The characteristics determining who or what a person or thing is. The characteristics. Now, let's get this. If you could ever, how would I say it? You need to do a private study of this. What are the characteristics of God? The Bible's very plain. God and we're going to deal with this one particularly. Number one is eternal. Number two, he's love. Number three, he's just. Number four, he's everywhere. He's omnipresent at the same time. Glory to God. Did you get that? Time does not change. Or a place does not change where God is not there. So he is and was, he is in my past, he is in my future. Notice the word is, he is in my present. Time and place does not define God. He's omnipresent. Now, that does not define you. Okay? Now just stay with this. I know it sounds philosophical, but just stay with it. The characteristics of God, there's more than just what I went over. God is good, is good, is good. He is merciful. He is these things. These are the characteristics of God. And he's, he's just. He's true. He is righteous. All of these simultaneously, and they dovetail to one another. They are not contradictory characteristics. In other words, God 
does not have multiple personalities. You don't, he doesn't wake up on the wrong side of the bed and say, today, the Bible doesn't say God is anger. Okay? He doesn't wake up on the wrong side of the bed. We do. Now, why do we? Because we don't identify with God. We identify with fallen human nature. That's why we have people trying to be God. Are you still here? All right, I'm provoking you to think. The second word that I want to give you is the word identification. Now watch this. The association or linking of one with another. Let me give that to you again because it's going to come in big time here in a minute. The association or linking of one with another. Identification. You identify when someone goes through a similar set of circumstances that you may be facing now, they identify with you. Okay? And they'll probably be more compassionate than someone that did not go through similar circumstances. You follow? They identify. So it's an association or a link that causes a person to, to be linked with another person. Listen carefully. Identification, a second definition. A means of proving a person's identity. We have a driver's license. Okay? We have a birth certificate. All of those things are identifications to prove who you are. It's amazing to me why we have an insanity in our politicians that now they're saying it outwardly. They want us to give people illegals that have no way of proving who they are the right to say in voting in the voting booth, who should who should represent us? Now that's insanity. Yes. We use it for everything else, but we don't want to use it in the voting booth. I think there ought to be an identification other than some stupid card that can be manipulated. It ought to be a picture. Yes. You follow what I'm saying? People talk about voter suppression. No, that's voter manipulation that most people are talking about. All right, you say, what has this got to do with politics? I'm trying to, I'm trying to help you understand. Identification. It's the key to understanding God. It's the key for you to have a relationship with God. You say, well, Pastor Ronnie, why, are you why do you always got to bring politics in it? You live in a political world. Politics is messed up because the church hadn't got this right. And the reason why the church hadn't got it right is we're used to a sermon where we don't have to think. I don't want to think. I want you just to assure me everything's going to be all right. It's not going to be all right if you don't know God. You're going to make stupid decisions. You're still going to get it wrong. Without God, let's just put it straight. You're stupid. I don't mean you're ignorant. I mean you're stupid. Any of the stupid decisions that I've ever made in life is because I did it without God. Are you, are you, are you listening? Fallen human nature, fallen human nature is not worthy to be trusted. 
You can't trust yourself without God. And the more you identify with fallen human nature, the worse your life is going to be. But when you identify with Jesus, who is the great I Am, the more you're going to make decisions in line with what you were really created to be right now. Okay, identification. Everybody with this? Turn to your neighbor and say, I still love Jesus. Okay. Just remember, Jesus came to identify with us so that we could identify with him. Our identity is with him. Paul says, I am what I am because of the grace of God. I am what I am. Okay. Now let's go to Exodus chapter number 6. This is fixing to get, we're going to shift gears just a little bit. Exodus chapter 6, we'll read verses 2 and 3. And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. Everybody say am. am. I am the Lord. Now this word Lord is a very important word and we're going to come back to it here in just a moment. Look at verse number 3. And I appeared unto Abraham and unto Isaac and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. But my name is Jehovah, was not known unto him. But my name, Jehovah, was not known unto him. Now stop. For all of those Jehovah Witnesses, I'm calling you out. God has to progressively take man from its fallen human nature that he's identifying with and begin to reveal himself all over again through the history of humanity from that fallen point now to get us to the point of knowing Jesus. Everybody with that? The word here in the Hebrew is a word that's not used very much because the Hebrews said it was too holy to be used. It does not have any vowels. You know what a vowel is? A-E-I-O-N-U? There is no, What we see in the King James here has those vowels in there. They are described as nothing more than constants, consonants. Okay? Everybody with that? So it was hard to pronounce. So we use the word Jehovah to try to give understanding. This is what the word Jehovah means. The word Jehovah here and the word Lord are the same. Did you hear what I just said? Important. The word Lord in verse number 2 and the word Jehovah are the same. Same word. And it really is Jehovah. Okay? Or Yahweh. Okay? Now, pay attention what it means. It means God eternal. It really has to do with self-existing. It's put like this. God eternal or God that is self-existing. In other words, he has no beginning and no end. He is eternal. Okay? From the, we think of beginning to end. God doesn't think of beginning to end. He is outside the time element. We are consciousness of time, and God looks at the beginning and the end simultaneously. Okay? He looks at, he looks at it. So when God says something here at the beginning... He's outside of time and he sees the end at the beginning. 
Okay? You say, well, Pastor Ronnie, why is this so important? You're going to get it if you'll stay with it. Okay? Watch carefully. Remember the word identification. There is a man by the name of Greg Bryden. Or Brandon, I think is how it's spelled. He wrote a book called The God Code. This guy is an engineer, a scientist. He does not, does not approach what we're going to talk about from the standpoint of anything other than science. But to understand what he saw with the questions that he had, he had to go back to our past. And he saw back into the past and he found in Hebrew ancient text and ancient language. In Hebrew and other ancient languages, a number is attached to a letter. They don't know where these numbers came from. But every ancient language has a number attached to the letter. Okay? Now, as he's going, he's wanting to know. He said there, he's, he's really trying to investigate where we came from, why we're here, and he dispels everything about evolution from the standpoint of what Darwin said. And he said Darwin was looking for the answer and everybody takes it as a fact, but now Darwin could not have discovered what he discovered because there was no understanding of DNA. Now, in modern times, we have discovered DNA. And now that we've discovered DNA, it is impossible for you to have evolved. That there was an intelligent design that purposed mankind, and mankind now has... has a total... It, not like any other creature... Okay, And that's why people now that are they're so confused are trying to identify, listen carefully, with animals. Now listen very carefully. I want to say from a political standpoint, you need to grab this. There is laws right now trying to be passed to legalize pedophilia. you can rest assured they're going to put bestiality with it. Where you can marry an animal. And society has to go along with it. Are you following me? This is demonic in nature. The devil wants to distort the I am part. And I'm going to show you why here in just a second. And what he discovered was that you take the basic DNA and you take these letters, I mean these numbers that are associated with like nitrogen, oxygen, hydrogen, and carbon, which that's what we're basically made of. And on that top level of understanding of the DNA, is a number attached to it, which has a letter attached to it, which it says this word. It says two words in the Hebrew. God, in your DNA, every human's DNA, God in the body. Your DNA firmly tells scientists that God 
in the body. Eternal. God eternal in the body. Now you understand that we were made in the image and likeness of God by the great creator. Okay? Now in understanding that, when Adam and Eve fell in the garden, they lost their identity. And now guess what they're identifying with? They're identifying with a demonic nature. You follow that? Demonic nature. The demonic nature is the devil trying to distort the I am in your DNA. Okay? Wow. I'm trying to really go real slow right now. Isn't it interesting now that we have our whole society and the society around the world, but particularly here in the United States, it's a battleground now from a political standpoint about every time there's an abortion that a baby who has the DNA that has inscribed on that first level of DNA... God eternal in the body. Why would, why would we do that? You're identifying with a diabolical, demon-infested, inspired nature that wants you to kill the I am's identity. We've got people even on that are halfway, halfway got a thinking straight now trying to get us to compromise with the other side. Trying to get us to compromise. This isn't the first time it's ever happened. It happened during Moses' time. Moses came out of where they was trying to kill babies. Okay? Why, why weren't they trying to kill babies? Because of that fallen human nature. Now, now, I'm going real slow. I'm trying to teach and give you some information. The I am is very important. Okay? The I am. You're always going to live your life in the now. And if you identify with the wrong thing, you're going to go down a demonic infested road. And I'm talking about you that even believe in God. That's why you got to stay full of the word of God. Now this, I want to help you understand. If you do look up this gentleman, understand he's coming from a pure scientific standpoint. And he's not identifying who God is. But the Bible says, listen carefully. The Bible says, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is. What word did we use a while ago? You say, Pastor Ronnie, you sound emphatic. I am. And the rest of the world has a right to be wrong. Okay, now watch this. Go with me to John chapter 8. I, I like preaching because it makes everybody jump up and down. But let me tell you, this teaching gives you understanding. In John chapter 8, uh, let's, uh, uh, man, let's just read, uh, Jesus is having a debate with the Jews, 
and he, he puts them on the spot. And in verse 58, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, or truly, truly, I say unto you. Man, isn't that truth is accurate? It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Truly, truly, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Glory to God. They got so mad at him that they picked up stones to stone him. They wanted to stone him. Do you know what Jesus identified with? He identified with God eternal. Do you know what God wants you to identify with? God eternal. You have him on your DNA but fallen human nature tries to get you to identify with a corrupted, fallen, angelic being who refused, who refused to become a servant angel to the creation that God put his DNA on. All right, moving right along. Oh, man, I'm going to get excited here. Remember what the Amplified puts it... Did I give it to you out of the Amplified? All right. Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, when he, he said this, out of the Amplified. Can you put that on the screen? Okay, I'll read it off the screen. And God said unto Moses, I am who I am. His character, his nature. And what I am. And I will be what I will be. Remember the being? Yes. Present tense. And he said unto you, you shall say this to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. I want you to get this phrase. I am who I am, what I am, and I will be what I will be. He did not let anyone define him but himself. And God is telling you, don't you let anyone or anything define you but who I say you are. Amen. Look at me. I want you to look at me. And I know you're writing notes, but I want you to look at me. Don't you identify me with white skin. Fallen human nature looks at the outward appearance. God says, I look inside the heart. Are you following me? What is our society trying to do? Divide you from identifying with who you are in Christ and get you to have a define yourself by your ancestry and the color of skin that is fallen human nature. Now you have to get this right. If you don't get it right, you're going to think in wrong terms and you're going to follow a pig trail that's going to lead you to a dead end. Our society just did this in the last couple of years. Hundreds of thousands of people identified with a man that was sinning turned our whole political system into turmoil because we identified with fallen human nature. You didn't see hundreds of thousands and millions of people standing outside the church door to identify with who they are in Christ. 
You say, Pastor Ronnie, why are you emphatic? I'm emphatic because we've got to start seeing things a little bit different than what we're programmed by CNN, CBS, and ABC and all the rest of the knotheads. You better identify with this right here. Because the next time you get in trouble, the next time you got a need that needs to be met, then turn on CBS and see if they can help you resolve and see if they can be your I am. I love y'all. And what's worse is to get somebody else's opinion that's close to you and have a buddy that helps, helps you feel comfortable about your misery. Say, Pastor Ronnie, you're getting pretty strong. This is supposed to be Christmas. We're supposed to be nice. You need to know what was put in that manger, the I am that I am. I'm just going to give you a little bit, this last part. Some of you, your prayer may come true. No, it will come into flourishing, but you're going to be glad. You're going to be glad. If I took a few minutes over with you, you're going to be glad. Say that with me. I'm going to be glad. Notice what I had you do. I am going to be glad. I want you to stop and listen to this. And I wanted to. Do you realize how many times you say I am? I am going to go to the store. I am not going to spend any money. (laughs) You won't say that. I am thankful. What are you doing? You're putting yourself in the now tense and you're not letting your circumstance identify with you. You follow? Yes. Now listen carefully. You've got to make a decision. It's a quality decision. That's why you, I am, God, in fact, leading up to what he said, and, and God says, I heard the cry of my people, and I am come to deliver them. Just before he, de- he revealed himself to Abraham, I mean to Moses as the I am, he said, I have come to deliver them. I am come to deliver them. Look at how many times, if you'll just give you a big clue as you were studying this. Go look at how many times Jesus identified with I am. I am the true vine. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the bread from heaven. I am the good shepherd. Glory to God. Exodus chapter 16. I mean 15, sorry. 15 verse 26, out of the King James. Verse 26, and he said, If thou will diligently hearken to the voice of thy God. In other words, if you will listen to the voice of God. Notice what he said, the voice of God. In case you don't realize it, the voice of God is speaking to you right now. He just may happen to use mine. And diligently listen, and will do that which is right, and the in his sight, and will give will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I brought upon the Egyptians. Why did he bring them upon them? Because they identified with false gods. They didn't identify with the true God. He says, "For I am the eternal God, the word Lord, that healeth." thee. Then when you say eternal God or God eternal that healeth thee, that means God is eternally the healer. So anybody that says, well, healing's been done away with, just absolutely violated the word of God. God heals today because he's the I am. Do you hear that? We're going to look at a few more. It's in the Hebrew, it says Jehovah 
Rapha. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now, when you start looking at that word healing, it means healing physically. It means healing emotionally. It means healing spiritually. And it means healing the nations. That includes America. I am the Lord that healeth your nation. Are you hearing? Now listen very carefully. As it comes to this nation, you got to do, you've got to diligently hearken to the voice of God. Do what he says to do. Okay? And God says, I'll heal this land. That's what he said. I want you to take that. That's what, exactly what he said. Our, our nation's in trouble. People don't know how bad our nation's in trouble. Doesn't have a concept. We try to go back to our, you know, just business as usual on our everyday life, but it ain't going back. It ain't going back. It ain't going back. Because it was broke to begin with. I don't want to go back to pre-pandemic. It was broke. That's what led, it, led up to it. That's what, exactly what led up to it. God has got something more for us if we will identify with who He is. Now I'm going to close with this. Remember in Matthew chapter 6, when Jesus asked His disciples, who do men say that I am? And they said, well, some of you think that you're, you know, Elias or Jeremiah or one of the prophets or something like that. And then he turned to them, but who do you? Who do you? Who do you say that I am? Now notice this. This was the intimate disciples, not the crowd that he was asking. Somebody that was with him all the time, 24-7. Who do you say that I am? And Peter boldly said, thou art the Christ the son of the living God. And Jesus said unto him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And he says, I give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And he said, This is how I'm going to build my church, by knowing who I am. Now you understand why this is fundamental when we identify with who he is and empowers you to be who he said you are. But if you keep identifying with fallen human nature, it doesn't empower you to be who he created you to be or who he says you are it causes you to rely on fallen human nature to get your needs met, to solve your problems. Are you following me? And you'll keep trying, but you'll keep failing. And that, I, I'm talking to those that, are, that, that have some sense that God exists. I'm not just talking to those that are oblivious to what we're talking about. You're here today because you believe in God. It's about time you start believing God. The great I am. Glory to God. Father, I thank you right now. If you need healing, I'd take it. Amen. Father, I thank you right now. You are Jehovah Jireh, the great provider. 
You are Jehovah Rapha. You're Jehovah Sitkanu. You are the eternal God who is all that we need and all that we desire. You identified with us as a man on the earth so that we could identify with you the image by which we were recreated. Now, Father, I thank you right now for your healing virtue. For that is your character, your nature. To heal anyone in the sound of my voice. Thank you, Lord. For you inscribed upon our very DNA the eternal God in the body. Lord, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus that our bodies came from you and our bodies belong to you. Every sickness and every disease must bow its knee and declare Jesus Christ is the eternal God. Every sickness and disease that is represented here that anyone is fighting, right now we rebuke it by the authority of the name that's above every name. You're rebuked and we command you to cease your operations in the body that God has his signature on. Go in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the nature and the character of your healing virtue. Flowing into our bodies and making us whole. Energizing us to live out our days with long life. Father, I thank you right now that if anybody has a broken heart, Jesus, you're the one that said you came to bind up the brokenhearted. Brokenheartedness comes from the lies of the devil and disappointment of fallen human nature. The heart that you mend is whole. Thank you, Father, right now. You're Jehovah Rapha, the one that heals the brokenhearted. Now, Father, we thank you. If anyone has a broken family, we thank you, Lord, that you are the one that heals the brokenness of a family. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. And Lord, you're the one that heals. You're Jehovah Rapha for our families. You're Jehovah Rapha for our nation. You're the God that heals America. We declare it. We identify with your healing virtue. A healing is taking place. Father, you told us that if we would humble ourselves, seek your face, turn from our wicked ways, then you would hear from heaven and heal our land. Thank you, Lord, you're healing America. From the sickness that we didn't even know that we had. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to God. Now, I want you to take the next 60 seconds, whatever healing you need. God is saying today, I am your healer. Right now, right now. Start expanding and start believing for healing in your body, in your mind, in your heart, in your home, in your nation. Lord, we thank you that you are the I am healer. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. You're the healer. You are the healer. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now say this with me. I am healed in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. You're identifying with his healing virtue right now. I am healed in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. For everybody that identifies with that, stand up. The rest of you can sit down because you don't have the strength. I am the healed. Glory to God. I am the healed. My household is healed because he's the great healer. My nation is healed because he is the healer. Glory to God. You're declaring it in the now season. Glory be to God. Lord, we worship you. We thank you. We give you praise. And as we leave this place today, we're identifying with you, the great I am. We thank you that your influence, your grace surrounds us like a shield and follows us wherever we go. We hear your voice of the great I am and the voice of another we won't follow. Lord, we thank you that you've given your angels charge over us our families, our properties, and our goods, and you've given us the name that is above every name to use, the name of Jesus, which we invoke. We declare with all confidence, say this with me out loud, I declare in the name of Jesus there will be no tragedy named among us. Now, Father, we thank you that you fill us full of your love that as we go out into our everyday lives and every person we come in contact with Lord we thank you that your love just oozes out of us and touches them with the truth of the gospel we give you praise and thanksgiving for it in Jesus name Amen give somebody a high five and say I identify with the I am Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.